Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. This is one of a number of episodes produced on behalf of the Western New South Wales Local Health District and shares stories from doctors working across the LHD. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Dr Shannon Knott is emphatic in recommending a life as a rural generalist doctor. He says it's an incredibly rewarding career choice where you get to choose your own adventure. And adventure is what he experiences as a flying doctor, visiting some of the most remote parts of the outback. Shannon says the bush has always called to him and happily lives with his family on rural acreage in Dubbo, where he also works as Director of Medical Services for Western New South Wales Local Health District. Dr Shannon Knott starts by explaining his early desire to study medicine to Jeff Waters. I suppose when I realised that I first wanted to study medicine was probably at high school. But truly, when I reflect back, it was probably before then, I think seeds were planted. I I had a lot to do, um, I suppose, and had a lot of positive reinforcements or role models uh, when I was a younger person. So sort of primary school age from a local GP in town. And I actually had a medical condition when I was younger and woke up one day after a febrile illness and ended up not being able to walk properly and ended up in hospital. And I think from that, I had a, a pretty good appreciation for the care that you could have and receive in rural communities. And and that only got reinforced more through high school when I started doing um, some volunteer work and, and realised that there was a lot to gain from being able to help others. And, and I think medicine from there really grew as a career option for me. So are you doing that now? Are you helping other people? How would you describe your current role? My current role is one of those I think is a fairly typical rural generalist, which is an atypical medical practitioner really in that I've got a really broad range of um, clinical and and medical work that I, I currently work in. I'm as I said, a, a rural generalist, I uh, work in remote general practice with the Royal Flying Doctors Service, flying into remote communities, places like Tipperbara in Aminka, the Marrow in northwestern New South Wales, Grow and other small remote communities. I get to do retrieval medicine as well with RFDS and fly into some incredibly remote places to help people in quite vulnerable situations. I'm a GP anaesthetist by trade and so get to do some anaesthetics. And for the rest of the time, I work as the Rural Director of Medical Services across Western New South Wales, where I'm responsible for smaller rural and remote hospitals across 35 communities in a region that's about 280,000 square kilometres. Do you have time to eat and sleep? (laughs) Definitely. I I think that's one of the things about, I think, being a rural generalist is that you get to have a workload and, and certainly there's no shortage of work. But also, I think for me, what fills my cup is being able to uh, work in a broad sense that helps community and helps people. And and I think it's a nice balance for me from being able to have that clinician-patient experience, which is incredibly important and I think keeps you well grounded. But, but also I get to sit at a more of a, I suppose, a broader or strategic balcony view and look at 
how do we solve some of those really tricky challenges in rural and remote healthcare across a region which has some of the most iconic outback towns known across Australia? You have a very intellectually challenging job by the sound of it. We'll expand on that in a minute, but just before we go on for the listener, whereabouts are you based to be flying around with the RFDS? So I uh, live with my wife and two daughters just on the outskirts of Dubbo. So we've got a little acreage there. um, And so Dubbo's home for us. um, And that works well for us because RFDS uh, Southeastern Section, which is where I work clinically, has a base based out of Dubbo, but also Broken Hill. So I do some work from there traditionally. And also, I suppose for my DMS job, Dubbo is quite a central point across our LHD where I can head sort of further west to those more remote outback communities, stretching out to places like Cobar, Burke, Lightning Ridge, but then heading across to the east to sort of more of our southern communities around Orange and Oberon and down south to sort of Forbes and Parks. And how do you find living in Dubbo? I love it. Uh, I think I'm one of these people that have always wanted to live rurally. And one of the things for me was that I went to high school and university in the city. I enjoy it, but I more enjoy and I feel more at home out in rural areas. And, and it's not just living in Dubbo. I think Dubbo is a great regional city. It has everything that you need for kids and family. But also I really enjoy spending time across a lot of our smaller rural and remote communities. Um, I get a real sense of feeling like I'm home. I originally grew up on a predominantly sheep and cropping property near Dunny and And so the bush, I suppose, calls to me is, is a place that feels like home and, and I don't get that in other places. Is it just that though or are there professional reasons as well? Oh, look, absolutely. I think the thing that brought us back to Dubbo was opportunities. Earlier in my career, I had the opportunity of doing a Churchill Fellowship and looking at the way in which we can support rural and remote communities and and receiving healthcare through technology and got to spend a lot of time in um, some incredibly remote, incredibly impressive regions of the world. So places like right up north in in northern Canada, up on the Arctic Shelf and places that even in the middle of summer, the the sea's still frozen and working with First Nations communities up there, looking at how they were utilising technology to access healthcare in some remote towns across through to Alaska and, and looking at some of the work they've been doing with video conferencing and telehealth carts for health aids across some really remote regions there and and then down even into Brazil and looking at technology in the Amazon. And so when I'd come back to Australia, I was looking to find a place to continue doing some of my medical training and an opportunity came up in, in Dubbo where I was able to utilize not only and continue I suppose growing my clinical skills but also I was able to start being involved in some projects where we could start designing telehealth and virtual care programs to support rural towns and so for me it was a real amalgamation of one I think being someone that wanted to work in in a a rural region but two and very much so that gave me the opportunity was that I was able to combine my passion and desire to be involved in projects and and being involved in the bigger picture and being able to help at more of a sort of 
policy and process level, but also being able to further my career as a clinician. All right. Well, let's go back now to, we were talking about general practice earlier. Do you remember when you first became interested in general practice? I do. Um, I think when I was at university, I was, I was heavily involved in my rural health club at the University of New South Wales and then got in, involved quite heavily at student advocacy in, in terms of rural and remote health, predominantly through the National Rural Health Students Network, but also the Australian Medical Students Association. And through some senior roles in those organisations, I got to meet some incredible mentors and, and some of whom are still my mentors today. And predominantly, most of them were rural and remote GPs who were doing incredible things for their communities, first and foremost, but also impressive things on a national stage in terms of being able to be advocates for change in rural and remote, working with government and policymakers to be able to get funding and programs established to be able to get more people out into the bush. And, and so that, to me, was a real positive component of my life in terms of wanting to become a rural generalist. And as I said, those experiences also overseas, I got to meet some incredibly impressive GPs and family medicine doctors from across the globe who in their own rights too were, were leading the way in terms of innovation, support for their community. And I suppose that area of medicine is within itself its own community and still to this day when I go to, to conferences like Rural Medicine Australia or, or Rural Health Conferences, you go there and you, you feel at home because people are speaking the same language as you, they have the same passions as you, they face similar challenges to you and, and I think they embrace each other and it's a very supportive environment. Can you tell me a little bit about the pathway you took to your fellowship? It's an interesting process because I, I didn't take by any means a conventional step through. I, I actually, out of medical school, wanted to become a rural GP, um, did my junior doctor years and, and had some really positive mentors at hospital who convinced me to try and be a general physician or sort of work toward cardiology and so I tried that out for a little while, but I think ultimately it was a, a process for me which, one, helped me in terms of growing my clinical capability, but two, it helped me mature my thinking in terms of reinforcing that rural generalism was the way to go because I got partway through or sort of at some of the interview stage of deciding which city hospital I was going to go in and, and it just didn't sit right with me. And then I had that opportunity and, and got granted the Churchill Fellowship and, and took a year off to do some research and travelled around the globe and, and looked at innovative rural health models and then came back and trained and did my what's called JCCA, which is essentially sort of advanced skill to become a GP anaesthetist, got working with the RFDS and um, was able to refine skills in primary care through the RFDS southeastern section, but also continue. I've always had sort of an interest in critical care and so being able to continue my critical care journey as well through doing retrieval medicine and then at the same time started doing this DMS work and plugged through into fellowship um, that way. Not the quickest way to become a, a fellow, but certainly one which I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to experience because 
amongst all those experiences, being able to also work in a number of rural and remote hospitals after I did some research and do emergency in a number of places, I think that's made me a better clinician today. If I was a JMO and I was considering becoming a GP, would you have any advice for me? I think... um, one of the things that I, I would advise people choosing any career path is find those people that speak your language, either as a student or as you're going through uh, your early years of um, being a junior doctor. Find some mentors, find people that will speak the truth to you and be honest to you and be able to support you. Specifically to GP, I think just get in there and try it. I think rural medicine is one of these incredibly rewarding career paths where you do, to a degree, get to choose your own adventure. My pathway as a rural generalist is different to my colleagues and the way that I practice as a rural generalist is different to many rural and remote GPs out there. And so I think the great thing about that career path is that you do get to choose your own adventure and work in ways that make sure that you can continue filling your cup up. That's Dr Shannon Knott, Rural Generalist, Flying Doctor and Director of Medical Services for Western New South Wales Local Health District. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program. 